The Two Brews in the Studio Show. The podcast. Podcast. One, two, three, four. Salute to the creative genes that you are. You're now tuned into the Two Bros in the Studio Show. A show made by creators for you creatives. That's right. I'm your co-host, Nevada Taylor, a.k.a. Hawk Brogan. And my name's Tabari Fingal, a.k.a. The Brilliant Professor. That's right. Hey, creatives. Uh, where you at? They out there. I see you. They on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They following us on Twitter. It should be. So look, if you're not following us on Instagram and Twitter, make sure that you follow us at Two Bro Show. At Two Bro Show. That's right, the number two. Mm-hmm. And then run on over to SoundCloud. Please do. At Two Bro Show. At Two Bro Show. Remember to like, share, repost, the whole nine yards. Comment. Let's join the conversation. That's right. And then belly flop on over to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Type in Two Bros in the Studio Show in your search engine. You'll find us there. And then you're going to pull up two handsome faces. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the screen, there's going to be a subscribe button. Somewhere right there. And when you find that subscribe button, make sure you smash that. Yeah. Smash it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Comment, subscribe, uh-huh. also um, like it, and share, and it. share it. Yeah, yeah. Because sharing is caring. And it's free. 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 All the way free. Free 99. <laughs> All right, so look. It's been an interesting week for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, bro. <laughs> It's, it's definitely been an interesting week for me. Yeah, how so? Well, you know, our last episode, I discovered disc golf. Yes. Uh, we were talking about that, right? Yes. So, um, this weekend, this weekend, I decided to take my son out, Caden, right? Uh-huh. You know, Carl was like, hey, this could be something that y'all can bond with and play together. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm always looking for, you know, to do things together, you know, with the boys. Yeah, father. So, yeah. You know, I, I took him out disc golfing, right? So, creators, if you don't know anything about disc golfing, majority of the time you're going to be in the woods throwing a disc into a metal basket with some chains or something like that, right? <laughs> but you're in the woods. You're in the woods. All right. So, about this time of the season, you know, we're somewhere in, you know, the later part of May, right? Uh-huh. And about this time of the season, you're, you're going to encounter ticks and stuff, right? If oh. you're in the woods. If you're in the woods, hashtag you know, Lyme disease sucks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I, I told my son in advance, hey, look, we're going to be out here in the woods. But when we get home, we're just going to jump straight into the shower. We want to shake our clothes off, inspect our, inspect our bodies in the shower, and make sure we ain't got no ticks. Yeah, it's a kind of a big deal. Right. So, all right. So, we're, um, the course is 18 holes. So, we get three fourths away in it, right? And so, it gets kind of tricky, right? Cause, you know, three fourths of the course, it was in a wide open area. And so, these last couple holes, they like either on the, they're, they're on the lines of the woods. The last three holes on the lines of the woods, right? All right. And so, um, when we come to hole 13, it was on a wood line, and I told him, off bucks, I said, hey, if your throw is wild, and his throw has been wild, <laughs> you're going to have to go in the woods and get that disc. A little bit. Yeah, I can see that. He was like, okay, I'm not going to put it in the woods. I'm and like, then, good, don't put it in the woods. So I made my throw, in the woods, <laughs> in a stream. Of some mucky water, and I couldn't actually see the disc, right? Interesting. He laughed at me. Yeah, are you going to get it? I'm, I can't see it. <laughs> and I'm not getting the water. Yeah. yeah. So the next hole, he throws a wild, he has made a wild throw, right? Mm-hmm. Um, actually it was a good throw, but it, the disc just faded too hard and it ended up in the woods, right? So there's a creek, right? There's, there was a creek. Along the um, along the uh, the, the the tree line, right? Sure. And um, we found the disc. So I was like, "Dude, you got to go get it. You got to jump over the water." Well, what about ticks? I'm not worried about ticks. Why are you worried about ticks? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it could possibly we could possibly end up with ticks, but why are you worried about ticks right now? We're playing the game. I said, 
Look, I got shorts. It's such a guy I, thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> a scary guy thing to say, what about ticks? But, you know, I'm trying to like, I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to, I don't know. I'm trying to help my son grow some cojones. You hey, know what I'm saying? Make them bigger. All right. He, he has some bigger, right? All right. So, pause. This, we're talking about my son anyway. Hey, whatever. We, yeah. And, and, and pause your life if you got a problem with it. All right. <laughs> He's really sensitive about his pause thing, guys. <laughs> all right. So, I said, look, man, look, you got to jump over the, you got to jump over the river. All right. You ain't got your good shoes on. So dead that. And besides, you got pants on with socks and shoes and long sleeve shirt while your dad out here in shorts, short sleeve shirt, no socks and shoes. So you wanted him about a, a deer tick, meaning meanwhile, you about to take an L with a deer tick. Exactly, but I don't even care. Right. right I mean, right. I, mean th- I mean, that's been part of our childhood. You just go out there and, go out there and, and get lost, it. and you just you make know? sure you come home and inspect your body. If and you get a deer tick, they're gonna call you deer tick for like the next year until you get better, and then yeah, you move yeah, on. Deer with life. Tick. <laughs> yeah, deer tick. Yeah. No, trust me, I've been called that before. <laughs> yeah. Traumatizing moments of your childhood. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's just been a running joke that we we'll mm-hmm. we'll just pass around to all our friends anyway. Um, that's for another episode. <laughs> but anyway. Um, he was so hesitant to go across there, man. I was getting a little upset. So I was like, you know what? You're not going to do it. I'm just going to go over there and get it. And so I found, you know, this little shortcut. Somebody actually made a little bridge with some sticks and, and woods and, 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 you know, and stuff because Ingenuity. they probably landed their disc on the other side. Exactly. And I pointed at to him and he still was hesitant to get it, but I just went on, went on over there and grabbed the disc. Jumped back over across the creek, and I told him, I was like, "Man, look, I'm sorry. You're just not going to play for the. Re- you're not going to play, you know, um, the rest of the the rest of the course. I mean, that's just it. You're gonna wow. have to sit this one out, buddy. And in fact, you're going to play fetch. Fetch. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But my hey, wife, I, you know, we had this conversation with my wife, and she thought that was being. She thought I was being harsh. I don't know. Was I being harsh? I like I always tell my wife we don't have a son we have a daughter and I'm always the one that has to check myself on how I treat my daughter because sometimes um you know sometimes I'll jump out there and and you know we'd be body slamming on the couch and she's like um <laughs> she's definitely a girl so if you can like not body slam your daughter I would really appreciate that and I always tell her the same thing I'm not making no promises <laughs> I'm not making no promises. Um, but you know, I understand because I mean, I always tell her if we had a son, you can't check me on what I'm doing with my son. Right. Check me all day with my daughter, but my right. son, you're gonna have to let me do that. Right. Unapologetically, unabashedly. So you're gonna have to let me let me do that because I'm right. the only one of us that knows how to do that. Absolutely. Just like you're the only one of us that knows how to do it in our situation. I have to de facto to you. I'm just not making no promises. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so it may be harsh, but I know with boys, sometimes you gotta be harsh. Sometimes, let me tell you a story, real, real quick story. Yep. I I went to, even though I lived in Bowie, I went to school, high school in Baltimore. Okay. So I had to get the March train up and back. So which means I had to buy tickets every week, literally like Amtrak tickets. Right. Wow. All right, cool. So I'm taking the Amtrak uh, to school every day. And I would routinely leave my ticket. My dad used to live in Dupont. Used to work in Dupont Circle. Uh oh. So from Dupont Circle. Uh oh. In rush hour traffic to Baltimore. Uh. Whenever Tabari lazy ass decided he wants to forget his ticket at home, right? <laughs> so one of these times, Bruh. I'm still a freshman in, in high school, and I hit my hit my dad on the phone. Hey, dad, I uh, left my ticket. You gotta come get me. He was like, "You be home before I get there." Click. Damn. That's all I got. Did you figure it out? Nigga. <laughs> I got me home. I got two of my friends on the train. They got home. We all got home. And what his point now, my mom was furious. Let's just keep that. Let's just keep that a hundred. My mom, I don't think she spoke to my dad for like a month, but but the truth of the matter is, he was trying to show me that you have everything you need, A, not to be irresponsible and leave your damn ticket every day. Right. And B, if you do make a mistake to fix it yourself. Absolutely. And the only way he knew how you're to do wrong, that you're wrong. <laughs> is to and, to and is to challenge me. Be home before I get there. Boy. And guess what? Challenge met. 
Yeah. And you probably never left your ticket after that. Not only that, but I got confident with who I was as a person. Sure. So now yeah. it kind of it let me go, well, yeah, I did get home, didn't I? You right. Know? So it Those seems. small wins yes, are huge yes. wins, though. It seems real. really harsh in the moment. Right. But those little moments are what make good men good men. Absolutely. And I, tell <laughs> my, and I tell my wife all the time, say, hey, we got sons. I'm raising men. I'm raising them to be men. Yeah. I'm not raising them to be boys. Boys latch on to their mother for life. <laughs> yep. And then and then we'll be the same ones that women will find themselves in a relationship with and they go, oh, he's a mama's boy. Or yeah. he's soft and he ain't got and a backbone. Soft and he doesn't have a backbone. And that doesn't work for them. And it, nor should it. Absolutely. Nor should it. But if you don't want it, if you don't want some other young person's daughter to meet your son hmm. and he's that guy, you're going to have to treat him like a man now. <laughs> man. So, you know, I mean, when it comes down to it, I do have the last say so on how I'm raising, you know, these young boys to be men you know her thing was well maybe you should do more things together and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go ahead and take that with a grain of salt because there is truth in that right but that it's gonna have it my that way day, that day was the opportunity for him to step foot over that water into manhood now i will say this routinely give him that opportunity Routinely give him that opportunity. You got to routinely give him so that opportunity. About just take him back on the course and just throw eventually, the disc and just it throw doesn't have the, to be the disc in the woods on purpose. It doesn't and be like go get it. It doesn't have to be tomorrow, and it doesn't have to be what just with the disc. But when that opportunity comes for him to step up, yeah, give him the opportunity. Don't 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 discourage don't disparage him because he didn't step up the last time. Yeah. Just keep giving him that opportunity because eventually, when he steps up. He's gonna build his confidence about it, and you don't want to be knocking it down at the same time. That's the only thing I say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna definitely take that because sometimes I can be, I can be kind of like a hard ass. Yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna tell you what though. He had an incident with him le- leaving his key last Friday. <laughs> his ass sat on the deck. Oh yeah. He sat on the deck. Okay. But, 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 I made sure that I called my next door neighbor, so she can look over him. <laughs> not that he can go over there and get some milk. No, not at all. Not at all. Sit on the deck. But see, I had to do that because Carla was like, "Oh my gosh, it's kind of hot outside, and and he's going to be out there by himself." And he's thirteen, babe. Yeah. And see, this is when and those he left his key again. Probably he <laughs> left his key. Yeah, again, he left his key, and we're about to move to to Dallas. Mm-hmm. So he needs to master this like right now. <laughs> yeah, because right now, because he's not going to have no safety net when we go down there. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so um, I called my next door neighbor. Hey, Miss O'Shea, I'm just letting you know. Caden is on the on the um, on the deck. Uh-huh. He's locked out. Do not let him in. Uh-huh. But please watch out for him because Carla's concerned. Now, let me let me ask you a question. You said that was Miss O'Shea you talked to? Yeah. I guarantee you he was in that house. <laughs> I guarantee you they was in there watching Matt. But Lock you know what she said? And she, eating she, cookies that no, she just she, made. No, in the she meantime. agreed. She yeah, no, 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 no. She agreed with you. Oh, but you think she let him I in? I'm telling you, that's a mother right there. Get out of here. <laughs> but you know what she said she did? But check this out. She said she did the same thing to her girls. Oh, really? So I was like, okay, so we agree upon the lesson. Okay. I said, I said, I said you know what? That's cool. I, I appreciate, you know, you, you're looking over, looking over him, you know, looking over him. But if it starts to rain, thunder, and lightning, because it was threats of all that, and he decided to come over, just let him in, please. <laughs> but, but until then, until, you know, his, um, until our niece come home, don't let him in. <laughs> Don't let him in. I tell you, he's going to sit out there on the deck. He's going to do his homework, and he's going to complete his homework. He plays the sax. He's going to play the sax out there as if he's inside. <laughs> all right, Joe Jackson. He's going to do all that, man. Everything that he's supposed to do, 
inside the house if he had his key well he's gonna do it outside real live i understand all i'm telling you is that if you talk to mr o'shea i would say yeah hell yeah miss o'shea she said oh yeah baby don't worry i'll make sure i did the same thing with my kids man hang up kaden Come on in, boy. Come on in. You don't tell your father <laughs> nothing, I won't tell him nothing. You come on in here and watch this SpongeBob or whatever y'all watch, and I'll make you something to eat, baby. Don't worry. What time do they usually get home? All right, we're going to put you right back out there five minutes before. Okay. She probably did, man. <laughs> Seriously, she probably did. She probably did. I'm telling you that's what happened. She probably did. And I ain't even asked, though, for real. I ain't even it asked. It don't matter now. You You're right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right, man. That's been my interesting <laughs> week. Um, raising a 13 year old can be challenging at times. I'm finding this out. There is no guide to fatherhood out there. Bruh. And it's something that my mother told me the other day. She's like, well, well, being a husband and being a parent, there's no guide out there on how to be the right parent, the right husband, but just make sure that you listen and you listen with intent. I think that is more than fair advice, and I think that um, that's the only thing. I you said that was mom who told you that. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 probably why it's wise advice. Yeah, listen and communicate. Yeah, listen and communicate. Listen first, then communicate. I, my daughter's only four, and I find myself having to explain why daddy says yes and daddy says no, and I feel like she wow. gets it better. Like I don't just go, "You do it because I told you to do it." I, you know, true. True. London, we're going to put on our coat now because it's cold outside. It's not cold outside. Oh, okay. Well, let's open the door and see if it's cold. Is it cold? Yes, it's cold. Let's close the door. You ready to put your coat on? Yeah, I'm ready to put my coat on. Oh, okay. Here we go. And th- that's pretty much how the conversations go. Right. Until until now that she's older, I said, London, it's time to put your coat on. Why? Because it's cold outside. Oh, it's cold outside. Okay, I'll put my coat on. So she's able to, right. to think, right. Right. you know, not just right. react to whatever daddy tells her to do, to really have her own thought process behind it. I think that's important, too. This morning, we were going to leave the house, and she said, Daddy, put your coat on. It's cold outside. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, you know, I will tell you that it's not cold outside, but you know what? Let me just put my coat on because I like the way you're thinking. So there you go. I went ahead and put my coat on. Immediately took it back off. But you probably need because it rained. It was raining today. Yeah, but it's cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 all about that. I'm all about that. You know what I'm saying? Helping kids develop their own thinking. Their own thinking. Yeah, you gotta explain something to them. I ain't never like the whole You do because I said so. Yeah, I always hated that too. I always hated and, and you know, my mom, she tried to do that, but then now my response would be, Well, mom, I'm trying to understand. Yeah. And so that brought her out of that whole little thing because I'm like, man, you know what? As a child, I just want to figure it out. I just want to understand. And you know what's funny? I was watching a, a child psychologist uh, kind of break that down. And they were saying like, okay, you, you're the parent, little Billy sitting at the table, little Billy drops his fork. And you say, Billy, don't drop your fork. He said, what, what, what parents don't always take into consideration is they think if they don't whoop the child, then they're a good parent. But, right. but what it is, is that they say, what you have to do is think about your child's thinking machine. Sure. Sure. And so the way it happens in, 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 in Billy's mind, I think I, I named him Billy. Hopefully yeah, his name was Billy. Okay, Billy. good. It's Billy. What happens it's in Billy Bi- right now? Yeah, it's Billy right now. Uh, what happens in Billy's mind is he dropped the fork on accident and you snapped. So well, did you snap on me or did you snap on me dropping the fork? Let me drop the fork again and see what happens. So the second time was on purpose, but they're just, they're just trying to understand uh-huh. what happened. Why uh, did I get so uh, then they drop and then you really snap on him and now you put him in the corner and now he feels not only horrible for the the act that he dropped the fork, but the fact that, you know, now he's getting punished for something where he was just trying to understand. That's right. It's a subtle way of breaking down th- the confidence uh, of somebody so small. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when he said that, I was like, God damn. Oh, man. I've definitely done that. Oh yeah, I, no, no, no. I mean, I've I, I read, I read, I read articles like that where you know how you supposed to explain to a child like, "Hey, don't fall down the steps," or "Hey, be careful when you're going down the steps." Yes, something totally different than "Hey, don't fall down the steps." Then, <laughs> "Hey, 
be ca- be careful going down yes. the steps. Yes. Like, make sure you hold on to the rail. Right. Step one by one. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? Explain it to them instead of just telling them, Yeah. don't fall down the steps. The, the same video I saw, told the guy said, tell the kids what you want them to do. Don't tell them what you don't want them to do. Exactly. So, don't say, yeah. don't fall down the steps. Because the yeah. first thing they're going to do <laughs> is fall, fall down, down the steps. steps. Tell them that you want them to be careful and yeah. hold on to the rail. rail. There you go. <laughs> because that is vastly easier to understand. Don't fall down the steps. It could mean any hundreds of things. Yeah, and that's but exactly hold my on tone. the rail means hold on the rail. <laughs> that's my exact tone with Nate. And it seemed like he 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 gets things a lot quicker. Gotcha. Like, oh, okay, sure. Gotcha. All right. And then he moves on with that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Lesson learned. Okay, well, all right. I get it. So he does that without fail. And how old is he now? Four, four and a half. Four and a half. He just reminded me that <laughs> he's four and a half. <laughs> I'm four and a half. Don't know who told him that, but <laughs> he understands that he's four and a half right now. Yep. So, yep. Yep. All right, man. Let's get into something that happened early this month, right? Yeah. We're going to have to get into it um, a little bit because I, I'm sorry. I don't know about you. But I've been seeing a lot of people still having like pretty harsh emotions about the whole thing. And I, I don't know, man. We're going to have to present both sides of this coin and have a decent, honest talk about it. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, right. A decent, <laughs> honest talk. man. Uh, yeah. We got to be honest. Uh, yeah. So uh, and it's put not your gonna, listening it's, ears on. Yeah, man. And it's not going <laughs> to be inflated with all that sensory bullshit that, you, that, that gets thrown around. Right. And um and for real, honestly to say, the folks that are just writing these freaking articles, I think they just seriously ran out of crap to write about. No, nah, I think a lot of them are writing crap to begin with. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out. Journalism there. coming down is coming down to writing crap. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's because in you know what we're doing a lot of. We haven't said the story yet. Let's just okay. All right. Okay. So so. So Molly Cyrus, yeah, we're talking about that. That's right. She had a serious backlash um, of her statement that she made, um, which I thought it was—I don't know. But it was. I let, I let, I let you. I let you. I let you. I let you guys judge that. Of course, we're going to get back. We're going to get back to how we feel. But her statement was, um, she liked. She liked uh, Kendrick Lamar's humble because it's not come sit on my dick, uh, suck on my cock. I can't listen to that anymore. That's why that's what pushed me out of hip hop, out of the hip hop scene. Um, What else? It was it it was it was too much. Oh, this was a quote. It was too much. Lamborghini got my Rolex, got a girl on my cock. I'm so not that. And. And she's basically just making a general move back to the kind of countryside of life. Oh, well, see, that was, all right. So musically so, speaking, obviously, I guess that's where she's going now. Um, I haven't listened to her, listened to her project. Um, but I, I'm, I'm gonna just leave what she just said. Let's, let's just hit the pause button right there. Is there anything wrong with what she said? Well, that's what we're gonna discuss. Let's just. Let's not give opinions. Let's just throw both sides of the coin on the table. Okay. First, okay. Okay. there's the people who are really, really mad about it. I mean, they are mad about it. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. I know. There was an article that, that I read. Um, do you actually, do you have that article? Yeah, I could try to pull it up. Um, the Root. The, let's see. Let's it was see. a blog site, The Root. Uh-huh. I'm going to look it up right now while. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that that article once again I just think that is just is just poor journalism because reading reading that article I was like all right and po- the point is <laughs> and to me I thought it was kind of like a waste of a of a read. You know, it was a waste of time. I was like, "Damn, man, you know what? I could have went back to manning our Instagram." You know, well, don't don't opinionize. Give give the other side of the coin. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. right, Why are they mad? Why are they mad at Miley? So, so in in this article written by 
Um, let's find let's find the gentleman's name. Um, Preston Mitchum. Hey, Preston. Yep. We'd like you to come on the show and talk about this, Preston. Right, 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 right. So, um, from what I understand, he's he's a DMV native. Respect to the homie. Yep. So I I, I seriously believe that he might have been kind of like bored and he just wanted to just I don't know write about something or whatever. But anyway. I'm, we're just going to go over this article. It said, we often see celebrities uh, before our very eyes for better or for worse, especially if we have been exposed to them since childhood. Beyonce, for example, went from creating mainstream pop music to making music more reflective of black women's lived experience in her critically acclaimed Lemonade, right? Then he goes on to... <laughs> Then there are celebrities like Miley Cyrus. There are the so-called artists who have spent so much of their careers exploiting black people for profit that their evolution is nothing more than a transparent attempt to regain trust from white people, especially in the Trump era, where white identity politics reign supreme. Hmm. Despite rise, despite rising to fame in the music industry because of the hip hop producers, uh, like uh, Mike Will made it. Cyrus claimed that she's no longer a fan of the hip hop scene, citing misogyny as the main reason for her disenchantment. Now, really, this this article kind of like didn't go anywhere after that. I can't imagine it. I, I can't imagine that it would because where does it go? Um, but, but the, the point is people are mad at Miley because they feel like she came into hip hop, co-opted it to become successful. And now that she's kind of caked as much as she want to cake from it, now she's ready to bounce and not only bounce, but bounce by tarnishing the name of hip hop kind of in her mouth. Now I'm paraphrasing all of the general consensuses that I've heard on the, from multiple people on the topic, but that's generally the thing they're saying. It's a cultural appropriation, right? Because I've heard that word before yeah, getting slung around with her name more than once. Yeah. Um, but it's also the fact that you was, you was good with hip hop when you were strapping fake dicks to yourself and humping, um, what's his face? Yeah, it's working on uh, Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. Um, and then when you're ready for that not to be the case anymore, you you know you can just talk crap about hip-hop, bounce, and then that's it. Um, Man. So, ah, <sighs> ooh, I'm trying not to give my opinion yet. So I'm trying to just right. lay the story out so that when we start to give opinions, we can just stay right there. And it doesn't become a clusterfuck of... Yeah, words. I, I mean, I, I don't know what what else is there to say after that. I, I, no, I just want to pose the other side now. All right, so what's the other side? To me, the other side is those people who are like, "Wait, why does this have to be cultural appropriation?" Right. Um. Why does this have to be like all like a, almost like a a privilege thing? This this does uh, this doesn't seem to be privilege. This kind of just seems to be what she's doing. Right. She's a she's a She's an artist and right. she makes music. Right. Um, I've heard the argument put that she was successful before hip hop. Yeah. Vastly successful before hip hop. Yeah. And she's successful with hip hop. Yeah. And she'll be successful without hip hop. Yeah. So how is this really appropriate? So for what end is it? Is it just to keep relevant? She was already relevant. So right. what, what exactly was she staying relevant to? for or to whom people i've heard people say hip-hop is pop music nowadays that trap sound and the trap culture is a part of the pop ethos yep so why are we mad at a pop singer for doing pop music it it's is kind yep. of all the same thing now and it it kind of is right because you can even listen to uh friggin uh taylor swift music and it has trap elements to it even with the country twang guitar on top Bam. I can't really argue that, can you? I mean, it is what it Not is, right? All. So that's basically both sides of the coin in a really super high level. Nothing too deep or granular, just super high level. I'm sure we're missing out a lot. 
if you think we're missing out on anything, go ahead and put it in the comment section. You can fry us there and we'll fry you back. That's um, right, man. I, I'm pretty sure there's other nuances out there that we just haven't we haven't addressed. We haven't just, uh, just and, and it's cool yeah. because everybody else have their own own opinions for whatever and there's reason. Nothing wrong with your opinion. Absolutely. Matter of fact, we invite for you to post your opinion. Absolutely. This is why we had these conversations. Cause for real, I ain't, my word ain't the end all be all. My perspective, my POV is my POV. I just say that, you know, let's challenge each other's POV. That's all I'm saying. And that's what makes sense. And that's what we're going to end up doing right after we take this quick commercial break and come right back. That's right. Right. What's up, y'all? This is your boy, Tabari Fingo, a.k.a. The Brilliant Professor. And I'm here to tell you what you can do to get your music featured here on the Two Bros in the Studio Show podcast. It's real easy. Just a few steps. First, go to the Two Bros in the Studio Show YouTube and SoundCloud accounts at Two Bros Show. Or you can search us on uh, YouTube or go to the IG account and click the link there to go straight to YouTube. And make sure you click that follow button. We want to see you following us and we'll follow you back. Number two, send an email to Two Bros Show Info at gmail.com with your artist name, any social media handles you have, IG or Twitter, and make sure you send at least three clean versions of the music you want to showcase and anything you want us to know about the music specifically. Let us know so we can let everyone else in the network of creators know. Number three, if your music is selected, you'll receive an email confirmation response by one of the team members here at the Two Bros Show. You'll need to make sure that once you get that confirmation of what episodes you'll be on, you promote that episode with everything you got on all of your social media. We want to see it pumping out there. We need to get the word out that this show is here for you, made by creatives, for creatives. And that's it. Make sure y'all keep in tune with what's going on in the Two Bros in the Studio Show Nation and creatives. Make sure that you keep creating. Welcome back to the Two Bros in the Studio Show. I'm your co-host, Tabari Fingo, a.k.a. The Brilliant Professor. And I'm the Beta Taylor, a.k.a. Hawk Brogan. And in the studio, we have absolutely no one except the two of us brothers. Nobody. Who can sit here with me? Nobody. Who can do this podcast, go? Nobody. Nobody, baby. Okay, we're going to stop this now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get back to this little issue with, so, with Molly Cyrus. So, I don't even think it was an issue, though, for real. I take that back. It's not even an issue. I think it's, 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 it's a concern to some folks. Yeah, and, and the, so... I want us to be clear about something, people. We are not really talking about Miley. Cause that's just a, yeah. that's just a situation that happened. But right. we're really talking about the broader aspects of people coming into the culture, obviously the hip hop culture. Right. Appearing to use it for what it is. Right. And then either abandoning it as a genre or abandoning it the whole culture. Right. Okay. So here's my consensus. Here's my here's my thought on the on the subject. I don't I don't I don't agree with the folks who are mad at Miley. I got to keep it real. I'm I'm in the camp of what this this is not a big deal. Like this is very much so not a big deal. Yeah. Um, I happen to believe that trap music and elements of trap hip hop have definitely become more than just mainstream they've become pop absolutely um and it ain't she's not the first one to make it pop it was pop before she you thought about coming along right um and quite frankly the people who are crying cultural appropriation and the rest of that i think you're being a little disingenuous um but before i dive too deep in there <laughs> hulk rogan where do you land <laughs> I posted up on Facebook, man. I do <laughs> not get why you guys are actually mad at Miley Cyrus. He, I, I, oh, you know what? We pulled it up here right on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't get why folks is mad at Miley Cyrus. Yeah. With I the mean, thinking I, emoji. I don't, I, I, yeah, and the conversation <laughs> raged. You understand yeah. me? It's the reason why we're talking about it. Because the conversation raged for a second there. And we don't know what, what to do. Yeah. I, I mean, really, I, I don't get it. 
I mean the I mean the word um, cultural appropriation got slanged around um, and attached to you know Molly Cyrus, and I'm like, mm, that's not you can't you can't apply that to me. I, I don't believe that you can apply that word to this. I, I don't think so. You can't attach to it. This I is not cultural so. appropriation. I, I agree that it looks like it. I agree it looks like it. It, it yes. And maybe it, it may it may look like it, but really and I'm like looking like it doesn't make it it. <laughs> That's just thank you. looking thank you. like it doesn't make it it, you thank know. You. Thank you. I rather look into things instead of looking at it. I mean, they always say if it walks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. That's true, but if it only looks like a duck but it don't do none of the rest of that shit, it's probably not a duck. All I'm saying is well, if, what if do you, you keep call a platypus. Hey, <laughs> What about a goose? Quack. There you go. <laughs> what about a swan? It's a big ass duck. That's I mean, the truth of the matter duck. is, just because it looks like doesn't make it that. Absolutely. So even in even in the article um, from our dear Preston Mitchum, who we definitely want you on the show, brother, to really talk about this, and not again, not just the Miley issue, but the actual overall issue. You can even see it. it Vader read for us the first three paragraphs, right? Yeah. But in the first paragraph, Beyonce was allowed to evolve um, from doing just mainstream pop music to doing music, quote, more reflective of black women's lived experiences. Cool. Exactly. I think, I think that is absolutely right. She evolved to from a place of being relatively musically lyrically speaking kind right. of at an immature level to a more mature level exactly so i think that is more than reasonable to say yeah real life well why can't molly why can't molly that's, show growth in her career as well that's all as i'm saying a woman that's all i'm saying the music industry maybe she picked up one too many plastic dicks walking on stage and but realize entertainment man but, i chalked that up to entertainment but, you but what, I'm, what saying? I'm saying is maybe she yeah. realized yeah, after the you know the 31st she was like you know this isn't such a good look anymore i don't think i want to do this maybe she went to rehab and then came back and was like you know what <laughs> i cannot explain the last two years of what's going on and what's been going on in my life and i don't like where it's going so you know so she about faced uh, i don't necessarily see the big deal there i don't see how it's any different from the growth beyonce showed making early i mean making quote uh mainstream pop music right i I, I don't see it so let's see if we can address these issues kind of one-to-one so one-to-one so let's so people talking about cultural appropriation let's just stick there for a minute yep um, I don't particularly see it as cultural appropriation because there's some things that, that I, as a hip hop fan, right. that I look at what Molly did and go and, and say, and said to myself, yes, this is like hip hop, but it's not hip hop. Right. And nor did anybody sanction it as hip hop. There weren't the hip hop police that said, yes, this is definitely something that we <laughs> approve of. Stamp- here's your stamps and here's your license for that's not what happened. You are hip hop. man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, truth is Miley jumped in to the culture head first, but right. really did she? I don't, I don't. All right. So look, this is my stance on, on this is that I do not agree with this whole cultural appropriation thing. I in this instance, there in, in is this, definitely in, cultural appropriation oh, they, otherwise. Right, right. It does exist. It does exist. And I'm not but, saying it in other ways she is not guilty of such, but I'm well, just saying that well, in I, this I, instance. Now, now I, 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 I will point out a element that could be questionable, but. Go, go um, for it. Let's, let's but, talk about but, it. Let's be fair. Let's talk about the power of trap music and trap culture. All right, trap music and trap culture is running everything that we are listening to right now. Yeah, it is. It is, it is monopolizing all genres. Yeah, it permeates everything. Exactly, everything that Americans listen to, and what Americans listen to is pretty much what no, damn near I, what the world is. is I would, is I would even disagree with to. you and not to say that you're wrong, but to say that it's bigger than that. Cause it's not even just Americans. It genuinely is even other cultures because there's part, there's an aspect of dance music called trap music where it's more, it's not 
our it's not American like trap, trap music. Dance. Yeah, it's like trap dance. That's what it feels like. Yeah, but it's a whole European version right. of trap music. It's an offshoot of itself. Right. Which so, is insane. So so now exactly so great. Great. So we we understand now that it's the sound, fully pop music. The sound and the culture <laughs> fully is pop. fully pop and is that powerful, right? And but also but also the core, one of the core elements of this is um, youth culture. Yeah. Now, youth culture has an element of being rebellious, right? So I, I seriously believe that at this point of her life in her early career, maybe say when she was doing records with Mike Will, um, that she was possibly in her rebellious stage. But one thing I do know is that the allure of Trap music and track culture is very, very powerful. Hell you know yeah, it is. And I'm pretty sure some of the people that she hang out with, she probably been hanging around these celebrities anyway. So she's probably like, you know what? I think this is cool. Who I was like also the into the culture? Who, right? <laughs> exactly. Who was also in the culture? Let's just keep it real. Exactly. And you know what? Well, maybe I'll try this out. I love the sound. I love the vibe. I love the energy. One thing that you cannot deny is the energy and the sound of trap music. Real live. And let's take that a step further. The music she made with Mike Will was good. And it was authentic. It felt authentic to me. It felt authentic. I'm not saying she's a trap queen now, but at the end of the day, you can't tell me that music wasn't phenomenal. There you go. So there's no Absolutely. way you're making phenomenal music and you don't know what the hell you're doing. That so there's a genuineness in in the art as it was. Right. But right. as it right. was, right. She's allowed to grow. So what she exactly is allowed, we, she is allowed to grow. <laughs> I mean, man, she she wowed out with rubber dicks on stage and, and we're really and, harping on this. She did a lot more. I mean, I, but I, we're I, really. We just got to keep it I, real. But yeah, I'm all right. So, but I'm saying that that was a moment that stands out. Hell everybody, yeah, it stands out. You know, but <laughs> but she wowed out, right? And now at this point, she's like, you know what? Um, yeah, I kind of like want to get Just into something. Out. Just go back home. More meaningful. And and to me, with the statement where she was talking about, um, her preference of hip hop now is the you know music that's more conscious. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? To me, that sounds like growth. I think I saw it as growth. Exactly. That's how I took it. I, <laughs> I, took, it it as, I took it as growth. Um, now, you know, I know we're we're going to have this conversation with your sister later. Yeah, and yeah. My sister's my sister is one of the one of the folks who are pretty pissed. <laughs> um, part of me wanted to call her up and just have her on the show just to talk about it, but um, you know, she's gigging or whatever. But well, right. So one of the major comments under the argument uh, after Vader made that post, um, um, the comment we'll leave the name off because we, we, you know, there's no need to throw people in the bus and stuff like that because we don't agree and they're not here to defend themselves. But the, right. the comment was, so I don't understand why folks are mad at Molly. Then you don't understand the corrupting force of white privilege. Um, here's why I I agree with that statement as a statement. But I don't agree that it necessarily belongs here. Um, okay, so why do you agree, why do you do not agree that? It because don't it, again, he's talking about the corrupting force of white privilege, but white privilege makes some assumptions, like th- that white folks were able just to come in take what they want and leave. Now, does that happen? For sure. But here's right. here's the problem with what he's saying. Molly grew up in the time when this was the culture. This wasn't black people culture. Right. This was the culture of the youth. Right. So it makes sense then that she being a part of that youth culture moves into the youth culture. And through the youth culture. Absolutely. Now, is she privileged? Absolutely. But the privilege is white privilege in that instance. It's celebrity privilege. She can get a Mike Will to produce her project. For sure. Because she A, has the green to pay for him. 
She's Hannah Montana. <laughs> She's Danny. Hannah Montana. So for anybody else who's like, she needed hip hop to be successful, you need to sit your dumb ass down because clearly not. Hannah Montana <laughs> was huge. Uh, huge. Uh, yeah. People say that about um, yeah. um, Taylor Swift as well. They like, you know, Kanye put on put on her career when he snatched the mic and and for the Taylor VMAs. Taylor Swift was doing numbers before that. Dude, she beat Beyonce for the video of the year. You don't just beat Beyonce. What? Right. What? <laughs> Who? She needed to... No, that's because you are so in, 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 in immersed in urban culture that you don't know nothing beyond it. But you know what, though? I just go back to this. The numbers... They don't lie. Those numbers don't lie. They don't all right, lie. All right. the, the record sales and stuff, questionable. Ticket sales and people actually showing up to these venues, it's hard to fudge those numbers. It's it's hard. And the truth of the matter is, she was wildly pop, wildly popular in the. We have to remember, black people only make up thirteen percent of the American ethos, right? Yep. But our culture spans the whole shebang. The whole world, the Craig. whole world. All of it. The whole world. All of it. So the truth of the matter is, there's no way with pop music now having to incorporate trap into its elements, whether it wanted to or not, that you can look at Miley Cyrus and go, that's white. That's white. Is it white privilege when Bieber does it? All Bieber's ever done was pop. And then he moved over into hip hop. Is that also white privilege? No. Well, you know what? Actually, <laughs> Bieber just, yeah. I mean, it's once again, he still borrows some element. Man, Bieber to me is exactly where I would accept Molly Cyrus Exa- to remain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Far as I like the that. music, far as the music and the sound, like if Molly stayed right there, or whatever, then I'd be like, "Hey, that's cool." I, I, of course, you know, without all the extra antics and the entertainment, of, there's no you need. Know, it, it is because no, she was making dope no music need. without all that. It is no need. No need. But I'm gonna tell you what. This is check this out though. I'm gonna fl- I'm, I'm gonna flip the coin. Do you think she'll be able to entertain the fans with her? I guess going her going back to country music as as she did with trap music, the trap sounding music. Yes, I do. She's and not going to be pulling out any cockamimis on oh, stage. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. What I mean is this. Um, <laughs> for her, country music is home. Right. Country music is home. So is it going to be easy for her to come home? Come yeah, home? I think so. Because hip-hop fans are the ones that are fickle and, and, and um, territorial. Very true. There's not too many other genres that are going to be like, you sure. were over there. You can't come back over here. That's not just <laughs> most of the cultures, most of the music. They're just going to go, okay, is it good? Good. If it's not, then yeah, you, you should probably just go back to where you came from. And that's exactly where I'm at. That's exactly where I'm at. Good music is good music. Good music is good music. You know, um, unfortunately, when we're talking about pop music, Pop music, just just uh, pop music is like, is is is, I mean, it's it's like a growing organism. It consumes just about any and everything that pops. Yeah, that becomes popular. Pop, pop. it incorporates popular. everything that be, that is pop. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and yeah, and including the culture. So here's which, what I never understood. What's that? So when Flo Rida decided he was going to stop like do straight and like gun bars and started doing like dance music, like dance music, right? Right. Is that reverse racism? What I mean, what is that then? If if this is white privilege, what is that? I don't know if you could put that in the same lane. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I what thought, that is. I, technically, I, I thought, that's I about, technically I isn't that cult, cultural appropriation. Well, I mean, by the but see, it, what I what I think pop music is. Pop music is like a is like a pot of gumbo. You know what I'm saying? I I think pop music is a large, great, a vibrant, great area. So you know, he actually stepping into that. I, eh. But no, what I'm saying is, if we're mad at the white girl for jumping into black culture and then winning and then jumping out again, are we mad at Flowrider or a Pitbull for spitting the hard bars, street bars, and then doing dance music after that? So like, they cro- so they so so they crossed so they crossed over. Well, again, why did they cross over? But she's 
corrupt. She's a corrupting force of white privilege. That doesn't make sense. There's an, yeah. there's an inconsistency there. Yeah, there's, there's an I inconsistency in the thought and the thinking. Yeah. It's either one or the other. But but, but so it's either right, so, or, you but see the pit bull is cultural appropriating white then, people or but, neither but of the two out. or either. But check this out. Would it be would he be crossing over if he wasn't successful? Ah, nah. Now let's talk about it because you posed that in the comment section, and I have to say, I you know, I got to keep it real. I, I'm not sure that the same people would even care or call it oh, uh, cultural appropriation if she wasn't successful at it. Um, Absolutely. I also Her, believe those nor, people. Nor, nor Pitbull, nor, um, I don't know. Flow you, I mean, nor Flow Rider. Like, if it didn't work, then they'd be like, oh, that Bama. <laughs> and they would leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that Bama. He tried to do that. And if he came back, but if he came back to hip hop after trying to make those pop attempts, hip hop would. The hip hop community will probably fry him, and he's not going to have no. Career. But at that point, he'd be corny, man. And and, and I learned this in yeah. MMA: talk all the smack you want to talk, but win. Facts. Like do whatever smack talk you want. Say that you're the president of the United States, and you gonna whip your own ass just to make sure you stay on top. <laughs> whatever you gotta say, but win because the minute you lose, uh, hashtag the Ronda Rousey effect. Yeah. You feel me? Talk all you want. But as long as you're winning, you can say whatever you want. But the minute you lose and you get that sweet chin music yeah. and you go to sleep, you are the worst. All I'm saying is, <laughs> all I'm saying is, it's either one or the other. Let's be consistent with our thinking. Yeah. All right. So look, you know, and I pulled this out before. Well, Nelly. And I mentioned that. Yeah. You know, in, in my post, it's like Nelly. He made a country record. Like, is that cultural appropriation? Yes. And he was successful with that, too. Right. Yeah. Technically, by this definition, yes, that's cultural appropriation. Except when you remember that he kind of grew up in a little bit of in a little bit of that country. In St. Louis, yeah, bro. So, like, St. Louis, where he grew up, <laughs> was, was like... Southeast, though. <laughs> That's true. It was the hood. But that element was present. You know what I'm saying? That Because he's in the Midwest? Yes. That that element is going to be present. So, I just can we be mad he, I, that he incorporated it? No. No, not at all. I just can't think that be. he... I just it's, it would it. be ridiculous to go, no, he's definitely going to write cultural appropriation against white people because, you know, white people going to only be the ones that are country. No, 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 no. <laughs> just like black people ain't the only ones that can be hip-hop. That's, right. <laughs> right, right. It, no, I mean, real if, talk, Eminem. Y- yes. Yes. Eminem has bars. I mean, real, genuine bars. Okay, so Andre 3000. I think that's another great example. Listen to Hey Ya. What's hip hop about? Hey y'all, that don't sound. That's not nothing hip-hop. like anything that was on. That was um, Southern sp- playlist of Cadillac funky music or ATL or anything on the radio that was equivalent to. It was its own thing. It but was hip hop accepted it with open and he arms. He was singing. He wasn't rapping. That record was a dope record too. It was a dope record. And, and, and for some reason, fit right into the playlist when, when they mixed it in with all the other records that was playing. It just fit. But it wasn't anything like anything. I loved it. It was authentic, it too. Was, it was, it, all I'm saying is, pull from a lot of different elements for that. For sure. Is that cultural appropriation? Like, where is the logic in... When you really think about it... Where do you draw the where line? Do you, where's the line drawn? Right now, yeah. your lines aren't being drawn. You're just kind of being mad because there's an ability to be mad publicly. <laughs> and I don't believe in those people who are like, those snowflakes. and No, because no, no, there's some genuine things to be mad at. Yeah. But I think um, th- this same person further down the timeline, you know, kind of kind of got on you. He said, uh, I'm reading it. Where, where did it go? Where, where did it go? Where he said you was an old man. You say y'all oh, old at people top. at the top. At the top, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta, yeah, I gotta yeah. hop off this page, y'all old heads, uh, LMAO. Here's the problem with here's the problem with that um, thinking. There's, he was definitely a troll. Well, in, in, in training, <laughs> I look. I personally know homeboy. He's definitely a, a, an upstanding dude. He is just young, and with the the thing is, 
young people, you got to remember, you all have all right, so energy. We'll, all right, so what's young? I would say immature because I'm going to tell you what, there's, there's some very, very intelligent 21, 20, 18, uh, yes. and 16. Y- you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. I'll, you're right. I'll just, I'll just say that at best, he failed at trolling. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, okay. He failed at trolling. Okay. And then he got boxed into a corner and he couldn't. Get himself out that corner. I agree, so he but had to roll but out. to me that to me I don't know if you equate un, um, immature and underdeveloped because there is an intelligence to what he's saying. It's just misplaced. It's like when you're talking to a four year old and you're like, "What's two plus two? And they say five. It's just the wrong answer. But it's not that you weren't thinking; you just came up with the wrong answer. Right. Um. So. So at so at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, what youth and what young people have that old people don't have is energy, strength, and vitality. For sure. But young folk, don't forget that what we have that you don't is wisdom. Wisdom and experience. Yep. We've been around yep. longer than you have seen more. Yeah. It's when we put the two together that, you know, so again, he, he made his initial comment. Then you understand, you don't understand the corrupting force of white privilege. Then, okay, I got to hop off this page. Y'all old heads, yada, yada. Here's the thing. Then you miss everything else that we were able to discuss and, and disclose. And you missed your opportunity to intelligently defend your position now here's and this is where i gotta call bs when you can't intelligently defend your position you probably don't have a position worth defending absolutely and if you don't then shut the fuck up (laughs) i mean just sit back and read and scroll and read and learn something you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, man, I'd be on other people's pages, and I'd, I'd see a, a great freaking conversation that I wish that I could comment on, but I see but that you people have see. more knowledge than me, and I'm like, you know what? Let me keep scrolling. This is or, interesting. I'm learning something. Or you see a rabbit hole long before it comes, and you go, that you know what? That happened more often <laughs> than enough. You, but you yes. have enough wisdom to look in and go, nope, I don't want no parts of it. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Matter <laughs> of fact, that what well, I accidentally dived into a rabbit hole. It happens. It happens to you the know, best of us. And that's for another day, another story. <laughs> you know, so because we, you know, we'll talk about this, you know, forever and ever with that topic that I started diving. Started into diving on. into, yeah. Yep. But but anyway, I, to me, I just believe that the term cultural appropriation does not apply here. And I think we gave more examples than enough. I mean, I hope so. I mean, even in the comedy community, people think you should be offended when a comic makes a, 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 a an off-putting remark. I don't think so. I think they need the room to try to be funny. Yeah. Because it's in the room to try to be funny that you'll find funny. But I'm, yeah. so, I mean, you, that seems fairly obvious. Absolutely. So now let's get back to the let's let's talk about the music business to all this, right? All right. Now, I don't believe that anybody is going to say, you know what? Um, that's not going to be a good look to Hannah Montana at this point when she's thinking about, you know, her career bouncing on to I don't creating records with a trap element sound. Yeah. And and hiring the hottest producer in the game. Wanna tell you why? Because people understand one the power of the uh, the power of what she have right now, her followers, her fans, you know, and her fans are actually growing with her. Yeah. So her fans also like trap music as well. Yeah, but so, her fans are also getting older and also evolving. Also evolving, just like so, her, just so, like so, exactly. So, so they experience, and so just like her. As a youth, they want music to bounce and party to. I mean, trap music for real. It's great party music, right? Real loud. And but she's like, you know what? I'm gonna make great party music while out and do all this while it's time to party. But in the background, I'm pretty sure there's people back there raking up the dough. Mike Will made breads off now, of this. Now, everybody. It, now, cultural appropriation. Hey, Mike Will, could you make all this music for me? Great, make all this music for me, and I'm going to steal it. 
I'm going to get my producers to turn around and reflip your beats. I'm going to make sure my people are paid and not you. That's not what happened. That's cultural appropriation. If <laughs> All you day me. and thievery. But, and that yeah. happens in the music industry. Uh, that happens quite <laughs> often. That happens a lot. So yeah. all I'm saying is you might not you might not be able to see it from that perspective. Does that make me right? No. This right. is my opinion. Right. I just think it is opinion worth listening to because... We've been studying the game for so long. Right. And seen so much. Right. And if uh if Joe Button was sitting here with us, guess what I would do? Shut the fuck up and let this man talk because he's been around way longer than I have. Right. And he's been in it. So right. whatever you might think, uh he's the OG in the building at that point. And Absolutely. we're gonna turn around and listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I just think that people are not looking into it instead of they they rather just look at it and then throw a title on it. Oh well, this is cultural appropriation. Well, why? Why? You know, I, what I'm I, like, really I explain bet to me, you like, couldn't why? really explain why. Not without having holes in your in your logic or holes in the examples that might pop up. Your thinking would trail off and and not be able to be proven. Hey, somebody made a comment which I thought that was freaking funny, but on point, right? Um. After after that after I made my question or whatever and everybody pretty much went on their whole little rant or whatever and I gave my point I gave my point of view and um my point of view was just simply that you know I thought that she was just a young lady that was that's um that was drawn to a very influential culture and sound and and then on top of that somewhere along the line she's trying to find herself. In her way through the muck of the music industry. Yeah. So um the comment on that is that I like to consider Iggy Azalea as cultural appropriation before Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking Australian. <laughs> You're blooming right, Mike. I mean, I mean, if we're keep, and I love, I love that comment. And and again, young folk, y'all might look at that comment and go, but she, we already talked about her. She was an oldie, but you missed the the point. Right. The point was she's making a comment on cultural appropriation, right? And the fact that Iggy Azalea isn't even from our oh, sh- American yeah, culture, for sure. She's from a whole other country's culture. Absolutely. She is the very definition of, of cultural, cultural appropriation. appropriation. There you go. <laughs> but once again, we accepted her with open arms. So if she decided to turn around and do an R&B song, is it, is she wrong? Because she's still in the black ethos? Is, is she wrong if she decides to do like a adult contemporary record because she's getting older and nobody gives a shit about her speak hip hop speaking? I mean, right. Right. <laughs> right. What? Right. What? Right. And and look. All right. So so all right. So this is the ending statement to me. All right. Yeah. Me, is that who in the fudge said that she is hip hop anyway? Boom. That's all I'm saying. Who said we're green lighting Miley? All the pose, say nay. All the eyes. The eyes have it. Exactly. No one. Exactly. No so, one. So then, this is. So if no question. one was there to christen her into hip hop, why the hell are we all there to welcome her to to scream at her out it, it, and kick her out of something that she was already she wasn't even in? <laughs> <laughs> She's not hip hop. She is a pop artist that used the trap sound and culture. She got involved into the culture. She did, which is part of kind of what she wanted. Culture, and now which is popular culture in America. So, what are we talking about right I now? I don't know. I don't know. Why are we having this conversation? I don't know. I think when you really think about it, if it, I don't know, if if a, if a southern rapper from ATL, right? Uh. He's been rapping his whole life and is really not fine or maybe found a good place in, in, in his career. Maybe not, but decided, you know what? I always wanted to sing too. So, you know what? I'm going to try to, I'm going to try country out for a second. Would we call that cultural appropriation? When you really start to really think about it, what you're really doing, in my opinion, is defending hip hop, which I think is a beautiful thing. But when you defend 
in a way that leaves you kind of set up for failure. Meaning you're defending something that doesn't need defense. Then all you're doing is making your positions more difficult to get behind. So the next time you scream cultural appropriation, more people are going to turn around and go, yeah, okay. yeah, And that's why you have so much pushback and you're getting called snowflakes and you're getting called the, the liberal media and the, that's why people talk that way because it's easy to pigeonhole you because you haven't thought about your positions enough to intelligently defend them. Exactly. 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 I, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. I have no more to say about this. Yeah. For real, I mean, man, you're pretty much it, beating the dead horse. Yeah, man, because it, I mean, quite honestly, it just, it just doesn't make sense for real, for real. I think we probably could have wrapped this up in maybe 25 minutes, but the fact that we went into a little more detail and thought on why or how you guys should look try at to. It. This is our point of view. Yeah. Of course, this is our point of view, but you know what? Challenge us, because I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a whole tep guy that's out there, or somebody that's We're been, <laughs> uh, I don't know, heavy into, I guess, the history of quote unquote cultural appropriation. You know, for the music industry side of it in black music, I'm pretty sure they're going to point out. Well, you know what? Well, look what happened to Chuck Berry, which is true. You know what? There's some well, of these aspects that are absolutely. Friggin' cultural appropriation. What Elvis did? Cultural appropriation. His purpose was to steal black music. That was that was the thinking. I'm gonna go in here, that I'm gonna was, learn a bunch of stuff that I didn't know. Exactly. And I'm gonna make a ton of money off exactly. of it. That while, was his purpose. While excluding the people I learned from. Exactly. Exactly. So once again, if we compare that to Miley Cyrus, it doesn't apply. That does not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. <laughs> and if you think it's the same thing, damn it, email us at two bro show info. We can talk about it. At Gmail. Mm-hmm. At gmail.com. Or, or you can hit us up on SoundCloud at two bro show. At two bro show. Leave it in the comment. Uh-huh. Because I'm pretty sure you're probably not the only one that feel this way. No. Nah. Well, maybe you are the only one that feel feel this way. I don't know. Leave it in the comments. Leave it up for the other creators to discuss it. And then you can run on over to YouTube, YouTube. and type in Two Bros in the Studio Show. You should be able to find and it. And then you're going to see two handsome faces. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a subscribe button somewhere along the screen. And when you see that, make sure you subscribe that, right? <laughs> no, no. No. Okay. No, my fault. When you see the subscribe button on the screen, make sure you smash that i got you not subscribe it but <laughs> smash that there you go it is. and then leave your comments there because i'm pretty sure there's somebody that's waiting for you to make a comment mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then also follow us on instagram and twitter yep at two bro show at two bro show mm-hmm. um check out our twitter though because yeah we've we, been, we're getting reinvigorated yeah, on twitter yeah, we've been a little bit active on twitter we got some polls some nice little polls coming up. Matter of fact, we're going to have a poll on this. I think we're going to have check, a poll on this. Yeah, check the poll out on this. But guys, stay engaged. Share. Mm-hmm. Because sharing is caring. And it's free. 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 Five-finger discount. That's right. Mm-hmm. And creatives, keep creating.